One of the most important parts of a website is an about us page for, for syndication. That's always what people go to first. They want to see who is it that I'm dealing with and who else is on the team because maybe they know you, but they don't know who else you're working with. And so for them to feel comfortable, they, they want to know who, who else am I investing with here really. And so not having that, that can really, it can just make it harder for people to trust you basically. What's up, everybody? This is the Passive Wealth Strategy Show, the show that will teach you how to build wealth with real estate without buying yourself another job. As always, I am your host, Taylor Lote, and today we are joined by Todd Heitner. A little bit about Todd, he owns and runs the company Apartment Investor Pro, helping real estate investors better run their online marketing and build an online presence. Todd invests in real estate passively as well, like many of you out there. And today we're going to dig into his business model and why real estate investors need to improve their online presence in order to grow their business. Todd, thank you for joining us today. Oh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Really excited to chat with you. We've got some geographic similarities here, which is always funny to, to come across. So for our listeners out there, is there anything else you'd like to add? Tell us more about Apartment Investor Pro. Yeah, sure. Yeah, like you said, we do websites for real estate investors, for syndicators primarily. And we saw that a lot of people are struggling with that. It's so important for that business. Like credibility is everything and you have to be taken seriously. And so many people try doing it without that. And it's like having your hands tied. It's like making it way harder than it has to be. But it's also like a huge pain to go out and find designers and write all the web, like the copy and everything like that and put it all together yourself. And then you've got to maintain it. So we, this, I have a long background in websites, and especially for real estate investors. And so we put, put this together for that to solve those problems, help multifamily investors get up and running really quickly. Really, the site can be live as soon as the same day they sign up. Probably within a few days, it's basically ready to go. Yeah, I basically just want to solve that problem and help people focus on the more important things, the things they really need to be focused on in their business rather than spending you know, weeks or months fighting with technology, trying to put something together that's not really their strength. Great. So I would imagine a lot of folks, syndicators and real estate investors probably try to do it first, find out how difficult it is and realize mm -hmm. that they need a company like yours to help them out. Beyond finding the right people and everything like that, when they try it themselves, what do they get wrong? Yeah, that's a good question. So one of the big things I think is underestimating how long it takes to put the content together or and to get everything just right. Like you can, yeah, you can throw something together, but it doesn't look professional enough that people are going to want to, you know, invest $50,000 or more with you. Like it's, yeah, it's okay if you're like running a plumbing business or something, but for this kind of business where people expect you to look professional and polished, it just doesn't look good enough. It's not really to the level that it needs to be. So I'd say that's one of the, one of the big things is, and a lot of times it's just little stuff that you might not even think about. Like this, the font size is inconsistent throughout the site or just little things look like a link and it's not a link and it just frustrates people when they're on the site. And there's a lot of those little things that if you're not in that business, you're not designing websites all the time, you're just not going to think about it, but it, it affects the overall experience that people have when they're on your site. I, I'd say that's one of the biggest things is just, it, it's not a really, a, not a polished, finished product. Or the other thing is it just never gets finished. People start it and they realize, oh, this is bigger. I just don't really have the time to this. They're either focused on their their investing business and the website gets put on the back burner and never gets finished, or they're spending all that time on the website and then they're missing out on, on deals. They're missing out on connecting with investors and things like that. I'd say that's the other big thing is just the amount of time that it takes that it really is not a good investment of your time. So the big topic in anything on the internet and tech related today is this AI transformation that all the new tools that are out there, new technologies. How do you see that 
impacting your space and specifically the syndication business marketing side of things? AI is like both terrifying and exciting at the same time, like some of the possibilities that are out there. But at, at the same time, like you see it popping up in every tool that you use now, everything has an AI feature. And honestly, like a lot of it's just not there yet. It's not really where it's not super useful yet, but there are some aspects of it that are. I think where even now it could come in really handy is with content creation. So for example, one way that people can get in front of more people is by creating content like blog posts and things like that. And I think if you know what you're doing with it and you get train yourself on it and then train the so to do it, you can create some pretty good content. You do have to be careful. Sometimes it's not 100% accurate or it, um, it throws in some stuff that like you wouldn't, you can't just take it and post it on your site without reading it for sure because you, you're going to have some problems. But I think with that, creating blog posts or creating social media posts and things like that, a lot of that I think can be pretty useful right now. Where it goes in the future, it's hard to say, but as of right now, I think those are some of the more more useful things for it. Just saving some of that time that you might, and expense sometimes too, of having a, a writer on staff. If you know how to use it correctly, you can get it to create some pretty good content. But at the same time, it, a lot of times, if you don't know the right prompts to give it, you don't know what to feed it, it's going to give you garbage. So it, it's, it, it does have a learning curve like a lot of things. So blog posts, content, everything around it is great if you have the content there, but a site is useless or worthless, if you will, without traffic, no matter how good it is, you need to get people looking at the site in some way. There are a lot of ways to do that. There's SEO, search engines, Google, and then there's, of course, social media. What are your thoughts about which of those avenues is the most valuable to focus on search or social or other methods? Some of it depends on your audience and who you're trying to, if you're trying to raise money, like who you're trying to raise from and where those people are. Are they searching online for stuff? Are they, do they have money sitting somewhere and they're looking for actively for a solution? If so, then search might make sense. But I think a lot of times like social can be good or even you can use like pay-per-click ads and things like that too, to get in front of people. Just for example, like Facebook ads, you can run those to see, but you can target people based on income and different things like that. So you can show an ad to people that might be a good fit and get them to come to your site or maybe come sign up for something so you can get their contact information. So I think those can be good. Yeah, just and just social media in general can be good. You need a strategy with it though, as far as what you're gonna, what kind of stuff you're gonna post. And you need to know again, your audience, like what do they wanna see? Um, what's gonna provide value to them? And like most of your stuff should be providing some kind of value. A little bit of it can be promotional, but you want that to be the minority of what you're posting. But yeah, I think those are, for a lot of people, I think social media and pay-per-click can be really good. SEO can be, but it's also, it's more complicated than a lot of people think and can be pretty expensive. They think it's free traffic because it's, you know, you're just showing up on Google, but a lot of times the people that are there have paid thousands and thousands of dollars to get in that spot. They've invested with companies that specialize in SEO and they have a strategy around that and create a lot of content and they know what people are searching for and so it can, I'm not saying not to do it, but it's what you're getting into before you start something like that. Okay. So for me and my business, integrations of my website with our CRMs and other technologies and then automations within those have been incredibly valuable because they get things out there. They build contact with folks and they're things that we only have to do once to set them up and then of course maintain them and everything uh, along those lines so let's talk a little bit about integrations and automations how do you help folks in that area and are there any particular tools that folks are finding are the most valuable when it comes to integrations and automations 
Yeah. Of course, one of the big things I, I think most investors need is a, a CRM, like a customer relationship management software of some sort where you can put people into. Basically, that's your database of leads. And I think ideally even having having things mapped out where you you know in advance, like what is the process I want to take people through? Map that out. You can, it can be on paper or whatever, just a whiteboard, but plan out what it is that you want to happen. Like, how am I finding these people? What is the next step? And what happens after that to get them to become an investor, for example, and like planning that. And then some of the software will actually help with that. Some of them have, like some CRMs have a deal area or a pipeline that you put people into and you can define these different stages and you can see where is that person, what stage are they at, what needs to happen to move them forward. So the tools like that can be really helpful. Ones that we've used in the past, things like Active Campaign for a CRM and services like Calendly for booking calls and things like that. We're actually now that we've, we're just in right now, we're integrating, we're adding in some features with our service where it's actually going to have a CRM and email marketing and calendar booking and all that stuff built in, which I think is going to make things a lot easier for people because they won't have to go and try to connect all these different things that weren't necessarily made to connect to each other. But for, if you are using those services, there, there are ways to do it. There's, if you have two things that aren't made to connect necessarily, there's services like Zapier or um, make.com is another one that basically allows you to say, okay, when this thing happens over here, I want this thing to happen over here in this other service. So you can basically put your leads where you want them to go and have some kind of automation start. But yeah, I think whatever CRM you're using, like some having the ability to do automations is really powerful. You can have automated emails going out. I know Active Campaign is one we've used a lot. We've used ConvertKit and others too, but now we're going to be moving everything to our new platform. But but those are great because you can have these, you can say, okay, when somebody signs up for this free thing on my website, this free report, they're going to get this series of emails. And the series of emails basically educates people about you, introduces them. You get to know, they get to know you better. You can tell them what, basically educate them on whatever they need to know to be able to take the next step. And then also, of course, have a clear way for them to take that next step. They need to know what it is that they should do next if they're interested. So you can have all that automated. And then not only does that save you time, you don't have to remember to follow up with these people, but it also is a consistent experience. Every person that signs up, they're going to get the same experience. You're not going to, it's not going to fall through the cracks somewhere. Yeah, I, I think those are, those are some of the, the main things. And then having, having that all planned out, what you want that process to look like, and then making it, having the right tools to make it happen. I've been hearing a lot more about Google prioritizing site speed in terms of rankings and performance. I know we touched on SEO and its value being, I don't know, I don't know about dubious, but it depends on your overall plan. But do you see them really prioritizing the speed of a site moving forward and how they point it and put it in terms of the, the search rankings, or is that kind of overblown? That's from what, that's my understanding is that it is, I, I don't know exactly how important it's going to be, but it is important because it is it does affect the user experience. If you click on a site and it's super slow, then people aren't going to wait around for it and they're going to leave. And that's basically that kind of hurts Google. If they're giving people results that frustrate them, then people are going to get frustrated with Google and then they might look for some other search engines. Google's kind of always looking for what's best for the, the end user for that reason, whatever is going to give them what it is that they're looking for. And so I think it's important, at least within a certain range, what's reasonable for a site to load. But yeah, I think it's, it is definitely something to, to watch for you, like site speed and also mobile being, being mobile friendly too. It used to be, that was a nice option, but now that's like the primary thing that Google looks at is making sure it's mobile friendly and that will, that will definitely hurt if it's not. So there are a lot of tools out there to build a website, no matter what you're using it for, uh, 
page builders that are built on mostly WordPress, but there are so many others out there. Square, Squarespace has their own thing. And I think Wix is another one. A mm-hmm. lot of options out there. For the service that your company offers, do you use any tools like that or are the pages hard-coded and done manually? Yeah, I noticed everything is really flexible. We've, for many years, we've used uh, WordPress, but we are looking into uh, moving to a new platform now that's, I think, yeah, going to be really easy for people to use. And like I said, also in- integrates well with those, some of those other tools they need. But yeah, I think those are, yeah, we make everything flexible so that people want to edit their own site. They can, it's like point and click, pretty, pretty easier, user friendly to just go through and make changes to it. Yeah. Of course, we, we also, with our service, we, if people need to simple things change, we'll just do it for them. But if they want to do it themselves, they can definitely do that too. Do you ever run into situations where a, a customer, a syndicator wants to put too much out there in terms of maybe their track record or they have inappropriate goals, if you will, for their website that are maybe a little misleading or dishonest or things along those lines? And if so, how would you handle that type of situation. Yeah. Sometimes people want to put too much, like maybe they have, like they're doing syndication, but they have some other business that they're doing too. And they want to combine that in one website, which we always discourage because like, that's just going to distract people. And I don't know if, if I was thinking about investing with them and be like, oh, wow, they're all over the place. I don't think, I don't think they're focused enough that I, I want to do that. So I would say if you ha- if you're doing a couple of things, different things, like have separate websites for that. Cause, and, and yeah, you don't want to have too much on a site. Cause the more there is for people to look at, the more overwhelmed they're going to be. And, and the harder it is to find what they're actually looking for. I think it makes sense to have it as simple as possible, have the information there that they need to, to move forward and get enough information. They feel confident with you, but not so much that they're just drowning in information or, or just trying to figure out like, what is all this and what do I need to read? Cause then they're just probably going to leave. <laughs> so yeah, that, I think that's one thing is not putting too much out there. The other thing is one thing that we've caught a few times is people are maybe posting a deal directly on their website. And it's like a 506B deal, which you can't do that. And so we've caught that a few times. No, you shouldn't do that. I, we're not legal experts or anything or SEC experts, but like, I know that. In fact, our whole team, like we educate them on that. So even our, our front-end developer that has no contact with our customers one time caught that. He's like, oh, they're doing that. This is a 506B deal. They shouldn't be doing that. And so we were able to reach out to them and get, give them a heads up about that, that they should probably not be doing that. So you mentioned if you were looking at a site as a a passive investor, seeing a site of someone who seemed a little disjointed or like they had too many things going on, they weren't really going to focus that would potentially affect your decision as a passive investor. Are there any other red flags, if you will, or things that you can see on folks' sites that if you're looking at it from a passive investor's lens would be concerning to you? One of the most important parts of a website is an about us page for, for syndication. That's always what people go to first. They want to see who is it that I'm dealing with and who else is on the team. Cause maybe they know you, but they don't know who else you're working with. And so for them to feel comfortable, they, they want to know who, who else am I in, investing with here really. And so not having that can really, it can just make it harder for people to trust you basically. So that's one of the first things I recommend people to, to set up. And that's, of course, one thing we can't pre-make for you because that has to be specific to you and your company. But but yeah, I think having that, not having that is definitely a, something that's going to hurt uh, people because they, and sometimes that's what I look for. Sometimes first thing is like, who is this? Who's behind this website? Because there's so many websites out there, but they're not investing with your website. They're investing with you. They want to know who is the person there that's behind this. And that's when you click, okay, here's their face. Here's a little bio about them. It just 
helps you feel like you know them a little bit and, and puts your mind at ease a little bit and you can see who else is on their team. And I think it is good to have, if you have other partners and things, have them on there. Cause I have seen somewhere it's just one person. And you know, some people get a little nervous by that where everything is tied up in just one, one person. Cause you know, I think what happens if that, if something happens to that person, or what if they stop responding to my emails, you have no other way to move things ahead or re anybody else to reach out to if there's a problem. Yeah. And then I guess the other thing is just like ch checking out things on your site to make sure it all works. So I have seen sites where it's like, oh, there's, you book a call, but you click the link and it doesn't work. So things like that, just, you might not even realize it because you don't typically go to your own site and click around and stuff, but it's a good idea to check it every so often because sometimes stuff stops working and you just don't know it. Something changed and maybe it worked when you set it up, but then something happened and so that you might realize, you might say, why am I not getting any leads or why is nobody booking a call? Maybe they can't. So those kind of things are important, I think, to check out too. Okay. So it's no secret that there are many syndicators who are in distress right now. They bought properties with floating rate loans and maybe short-term interest rate caps that have expired, experienced a, a lot of, of distress these days when it comes to cash flow. Are you seeing that distress impact syndicators' willingness or ability to invest in their own marketing? That's a good question. I haven't seen it like a direct correlation, but I do. I do see it like from my from my experience, and also talking to other like people that do coaching for for syndication a lot have said things have been a little slow in the last six months or so. And I I think it, a lot of it is just some of the uncertainty out there, some of the uh, things that are happening. That yeah, we, things have been. It does. I think it has had it had an impact. People are maybe just not quite sure if they're ready to take that next step or uh, move ahead. So, I mean, some definitely are for sure. There's still a lot that are, but it's, I think a lot of people are maybe a little more cautious right now. I've been hearing the same thing from folks who have their own coaching programs that the demand from potential students has really slowed down, especially in the latter half of 2023. Folks have really pulled back because of the shift in the market and, and so many other reasons. Really interesting to see that happening these days. yeah yeah i've talked to yeah quite a few people that have, have mentioned the same thing yeah we've seen it too for sure there's still people who are interested people are getting into it but there's it does seem like there's been a decline in ones that are like you said like investing in their business right now interesting great right now we're going to take a quick break for our sponsor all right todd i've got three questions i ask every guest on the show are you ready yep i think so great first one what is your number one book recommendation yeah, that's a tough one. I, one I would recommend right now that I'm thinking about a lot is Emotional Intelligence 2.0. EQ is what it talks about. And because it's something we can take for granted, but having that emotional intelligence really makes a big difference in whether people are successful or not. And also whether they, like how they handle challenges when they come up. And we all face challenges. And if you don't have that inner strength or that ability to work through those things, it can really, it's going to be a lot harder for you. So I, I think that's a really good book. I think it's a really good skill to develop and will make people more valuable in their own business and things, but also just in life in general. Number two, who or what inspires you? Other entrepreneurs, ones that are successful, ones that are ahead of where I am. I think it's, I think it's good to be in like a coaching program and stuff where you're surrounded by people that are where you want to be. And so right now that's where we're in a program like that. And it is really helpful to see people accomplishing what I want to accomplish and seeing that they can do it. They push through these obstacles and things and, or, or and even like listening on podcasts and things like that, you get the same kind of thing. Like you get, you get that benefit of others. Nice. 
Number three, think about Todd at 80 years old. What advice would 80-year-old Todd give to Todd of today? Yeah, that's a good question. Probably not to worry about the small stuff so much. <laughs> just, just, and don't worry so much about getting everything perfect. Just and enjoy life and the moment. Just, yeah, don't stress over stuff so much and just enjoy the experience, enjoy the journey. Very important. Thank you so much for joining us today and sharing this knowledge about how real estate investors and syndicators can more effectively market themselves and their businesses. If folks want to reach out, get in touch, or learn more about your company, where can they track you down? Probably our website's the best thing. Apartmentinvestorpro.com is the best thing. And of course, from there, there's they can contact us. They can you know follow social media, whatever. So yeah, apartmentinvestorpro.com. Great. Thank you once again for joining us today. To everybody out there, thank you for tuning in. If you're enjoying the show, please take a moment and leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe and catch us here every weekday. Right now, I hope you have a great rest of your day and we'll talk to you on the next one.